You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone, and I'd like to welcome you all to a show within a show, as Alton Brown once said, that this is a little project I like to call Game Over, which is where we say goodbye to each and every NHL team, whether they want to or not, but I'm sure you intelligent Bears fan that's listening to this, oh, intelligent hockey fan that's listening to this going, wait a minute, the Hershey Bears are not part of the NHL unless they became the 33rd team? I've never heard of such a place. Well, number one, don't feel bad, neither as a lot of Washington Capitals fans. Zing! And number two, this is my podcast, and if I want to talk about my team being eliminated from the Calder Cup playoffs, then I will. So welcome, everyone, to... This, well, pretty much the end of season two. That season two of the Gritton Barrett podcast began all the way back on Labor Day 2021. And this is it. This is it. We are done. For now. That after this episode posts on Monday, I am going on a hiatus for two weeks. For all of you that's followed this show, even if for the last couple weeks, know that I've got moving and marriage coming up. And... I'm getting married the 28th, and to be put simply, I just don't have time to do this. I gotta move. My my one roommate's taking internet with him, so this is just a hand that is dealt to me. So, with the Bears season coming to an end, I figured I might as well do a shorter episode just talking about how the Bears season ended, what's going on, where we go from here, and just you know, and some other random NHL stuff as well. Do not worry, the show is coming back. The show will come back. We will we will be back in June as that will kick off the Grit and Barrett summer uh, content season in a way, which is where we'll be able to stretch our legs and have a little bit more fun and not be nearly as Hershey Bears focused as we have been for the past nine months. But let's get right into it. So the Hershey Bears were eliminated by the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Baby Penguins, who right now are, by the time this podcast drops, either eliminated or just barely holding on. They got their teeth kicked in by the Springfield Thunderbirds, the two games in Springfield. So much so that we even saw the rare unicorn of a goalie goal in the playoffs. Joel Hoffer. Hoffer? Hoffer, H-A-F-F-E-R, Hoffer, Hoffer, anyway, anyway, um, he got the goal, uh, good for him, led the hand, led the high five line, excellent stuff to see, good on them, 
But getting back to the Bears. So I'm going to ask myself a couple questions that we usually ask um, when we do game over. Now, I want to do game over for the Hockey Podcast Network once we get into June, considering the playoffs for are going all the way until around July 1st, around that time. But unlike in previous years, I can't do each and every team. I can't try to reach out to all the teams uh, to do game over. Because game over, at its core, everyone, is basically we're an exit survey podcast. You know, I'm, I don't want to do a deep dive as to why a team got eliminated. You want that? Go listen to the podcast itself, the host itself, which I will bring on. It will be more localized this year. I want to do the Pens, the Flyers, the Devils, because I'll never pass up a chance to bring Neil onto the show. And maybe a few other teams along the way, the Stanley Cup champions. But anyway, considering the Bears, what went wrong for the Hershey Bears this season? Well, injuries and call-ups, and maybe, just maybe, we oversold this team a little bit. Fans will remember that all the way back in September, I was hyping this team to the moon, Jerry! To the moon! I thought that we were going to be getting a good bump of crop of prospects. Connor McMichael was going to come back for the next year. Matt Molson's back, been full of vim and vigor. And some decent veteran signees as well. We'd have a few other kids coming in. Protoss would have another year among us. Beck would have another year. And I and we all thought, myself included, hold on, hold on a second. All right, here we go. Myself included that this was going to be the year where it was all going to come together. Led by Das Funderkin, Connor McMichael, this was all going to be the year where it was going to gel together. The Bears were going to have a serious Calder Cup contending team. Sure, our bottom six was going to be sus, and Mike Vecchioni was injury-prone, but hey, with the amount of talent this team was going to have, who cared who played on the fourth line? Throw Kel Kessie out every night. Who cares? It means nobody will F with them. Who cares? The defense, yeah, we were going to have a lot of old, uh, some veterans on it, but Martin Feviari got called up. Nah, double A's got another year to get better. We'll be fine. We got the talent. And... I said Copley and Fukali could have been the best tandem in the American Hockey League. Oh, dear God, why do I say such stupid things? Why do I do this? Anyway, for the first half of the season, team was pretty good. In fact, we even tickled the number one spot a little bit. The Bears were always in the top three, hanging around with Charlotte and Springfield. And as we hit the Hollandaise and... Corona-chan's um, extroverted little sister, Omni-chan, started going around the United States and getting everyone. Um, we started to notice that the Bears weren't going to get the talent that we thought we were going to. First off, some injuries happened with the Capitals. And Connor McMichael never got sent down. No. In fact, Hendricks LaPierre... A 19-year-old rookie got to stay with the Capitals because guys got injured. He, They're keeping rookies up there. Protoss stayed up there. And Maxim Lapierre scored his first ever professional goal with the Capitals. Huzzah! Assisted by Alex Ovechkin. That's awesome. A 19-year-old's going to be great. He's going to do good things. So what do you mean guys have gotten healed and we're going to ship them back to juniors? Okay. All right. 
Okay, well, all right. Once guys get healthy, you're going to send us Connor McMichael, right? Right? You you know the uh, Star Wars Anakin meme that's out there when Anakin says something and um, you see Princess says, answers it, which is not the right answer, and then Anakin smirks and the princess goes, right? That I, I felt like us. Like, and hearing, now that the Capitals are are healthy, Connor McMichael's going to get the playing time he deserves. Us. Down in Hershey, right? Anakin smirk. In Hershey, right? Nope. Connor McMichael never saw the chocolate and white this year. At all. Once the Capitals got healthy, they used him as the 13th rotating forward to slip him in and out of the lineup because the Capitals roster could not stay healthy to save their lives. <sighs> I call it like I see him, everyone. I call it like I see him, and that's how it was. Once we got to December, well, again, Corona-chun hit everyone, yours truly included. And once we got going again in December, hold on. Little sip of Perrier there. Let's keep this going. Was okay. We're gonna get healthy. We're gonna come out of these protocols, and we're gonna be fine because we actually did get a gift from the Capitals in the form of Michael Kepney, which they didn't have enough room on the blue line to keep him. And cap reasons. Okay, Kepney came down to us, and he did. Okay, he did okay. He did okay. I mean, did he light the lamp? No. But he was a guy who came down and just bided his time. He was just going to come down here, keep playing, teach the kids, knowing that phone call from DC was going to happen. And as soon as taxi squads made their ugly reemergence back into the system, gone. Uh, it was never meant to be. It was always a temporary arrangement. You know, when that one hookup comes to stay with you for a few months, you know, just because she really, really needs a place to stay. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. So, after the holidays, the Bears roster was uh, not looking too good with guys constantly going in and out of the lineup and COVID protocols rearing their ugly heads. So we had to sign some guys from the ECHL. Okay, who are you going to go get? Well, we're going to get... Marcus Fella from Toledo, Christopher Brown from Reeling, Drake Rimshaw from Reading. Yeah, okay, we're going to bring in a bunch of ECHL guys, okay. I mean, we're going to call, I mean, we have South Carolina, we can call it from them, right? We have Yannick Turcote down there, we could call it from them, Right? Right? What do you mean South Carolina is only running with 10 forwards a night? What in the name of Jiminy Christmas is going on here? And as we got into January, the, bear, the Bears were still doing good. They were still healthy. They, we, we, were, we were cool because we were seeing the emergence of a star this year. We were seeing the emergence of A.J.F. Axel Yonten Fialbi in his beautiful hair digivolved into the speedy right-wing sniper who was absolutely, without a doubt, the most exciting Bears player to watch. He, When he had the puck, people watched. It was just so much fun. Joe Snively having a good year. Mike Scarbosa not staying healthy the first half of the year, but who cares? And, uh, wait, Matt Molson's out with an injury? 
Okay, we're fine. Yeah, go heal, man. We're, we're, we're good. We're good. So then we get to Teddy Bear Toss Night. And that, as a friend of mine, said, that's when it felt like we were back. 10,000 strong at Giant Center. AJ scoring the goal from his spot in the circles, ripping a headhunter past Huska and into the net. And once you know it, the teddy bears flew over 50,000 teddy bears because we've been sitting on them for two years. And AJ gets the hat trick. A teddy bear toss night hat trick. Oh my gosh. What a great team this is going to be. This is it's good. You know, I kind of felt like from um uh, the musical Something Rotten. Once we got to the first half of the year, I felt like um Nick Bottom singing his end of first half song. You know, feeling confident. Wow, it's gonna be great. Gonna be great. We're gonna win the Calder Cup this spring. Yes, we will. But little did we know. What was waiting for us? Because eventually the taxi squads went away once we got past the All-Star break. Well, the NHL All-Star break. Okay, fine. And then we got the news. Matt Molson out for the rest of the year with back surgery. Huh? And the Bears announced this? Okay. Typically not protocol, but fine. Okay. Brian Pinho gets injured. And then... AJ got called up. And that, my friends, was the back half of the roller coaster. You know me, I describe on this podcast that I describe the Hershey Bears as the unofficial 15th roller coaster of Hershey Park. And the entire season, we're going up the hill. Up the hill. And it's, it's great. We're accumulating wins. We're doing great. We're kicking Wilkes-Barre's butt. We're 8-1 against them. We haven't beaten Lehigh at PPL, but we're doing great. We're beating everyone else. We're hanging with Springfield. Charlotte, we don't have to worry about that. Everything's great. Up to the top of the hill. AJ's hat trick. At the teddy bear toss. This is a fun, exciting team to watch. Goaltending's a little sus, but who cares? And down the bottom part of the hill. And the descent was on. Scoring dried up. Goaltending, a liability. And for the next two and a half months, this team got no scoring depth. Injuries were an issue and lack of performance as well. Sure, once we got into the holidays, yeah, Vela, we signed Christopher Brown from um, Wheeling as well. Sure, some of these fourth-line guys were stepping up. And um, it was going fine. But then, it's just... It went it went away. There was nothing. Our The last time we'd win two games on the road in a row would be when we beat the Cleveland Monsters on a Super Bowl... pre-Super Bowl Sunday set. Yeah. That was the last time we'd win two games in a row on the road, I think. Don't quote me on that. And once we hit the very road-heavy part of the season after Valentine's Day, this team just fell off. Again, couldn't score. Defense and goaltending tried to keep them in it. And this all happened 
away from Giant Center. Bears would come back home. Oh my gosh, they're fun. They could be a tough, gritty team at worst, but oh my gosh, they're fun. They know how to score at home. They know how to win on at home. Go on the road. The what hockey? This was infuriating to watch because the Bears are not good enough to get home ice throughout the entire playoffs, not with the way certain other teams are playing. And week after week, game after game, road game after road game, it was the same damn thing. Lack of consistent scoring. And it turned into a big, slow team that can't put points on the board that as soon as they go down 2 nothing, the game feels over. That's what happened. Sure, this team would get would get um win we get a win against Utica in Utica. All right. But then get beat by them at home the following Sunday. We'd never play them again. We were able to beat Springfield twice at home. But these were blips. These were sudden spikes of a half-decent team. And sure, in late spring, maybe I could have convinced myself that this team could win dirty. That Scott Allen system, that if the defense would continue to hold up and we'd get depth scoring, we could win close games. We could grind out those wins. Unfortunately, those wins never came. That scoring never came. Marquise Vela dropped off and couldn't be found on a milk carton. Drake Rimshaw, Christopher Brown, I'm sorry, you guys, we can't, couldn't rely on them dependently. For what? Roster spots? And the injuries just kept coming and wouldn't stop. Brian Pinho, out. Molson, surgery. Gersich, near the end of the year, would be on crutches. It was frustrating. And then came April, the most frustrating of all the months. And you heard me say this a lot on the show, and I will say it again. The Bears blew six third-period leads in the month of April. It started with blowing a three-goal lead in Charlotte. Then blowing multiple leads in Wilkes-Barre. Losing games where they were tied going into the third. Not being able to finish. Four games in Lehigh in the month of April and only winning one of them against a Lehigh team that's not really all that good. I mean, they're not great there, Bob, but they're not fantastic either. The cracks were showing. Not just in the offense, but the defense and goaltending could no longer support this team. In the last 10 games of the season, and thanks to Patrick Williams for this, who always puts out great work and great stats, friend of the podcast. In the last 10 games of the season, the Bears scored 15 goals. Is that good? No, no. They were shut out three times in in that span. Eight of those games, goaltenders were among the three stars. Four of those games, goalies were number one stars. We were making mediocre teams look great. And what hurt the Bears the most, they had nothing down the middle. 
There's nobody there for rebounds. There's nobody there to get the garbage goals, which is what Molson could do. If Scarbosa had stayed healthy a bit more and maybe had a more consistent lineup, maybe he could have done. Guys underachieved, yes. But you looked around, and there was no help coming. And it was no surprise that I said they were going to lose to Wilkes-Barre in three, and they did. Yeah, in overtime. Sure, this team could battle back from a 3-1 deficit, and they did. But do you really think we could have hung with Springfield? What Springfield's doing to Wilkes-Barre probably would have happened to us, too. So, I know I was originally saying what went wrong with the Bears, but I think I kind of inadvertently did a, a season recap and my thoughts on it. But that's what happens with the show. You just go with the flow. So, we're going to take a short break. We're going to talk about our sponsor for a second. And after that, we'll take a look at who's heading out the door. But before we continue on, Bears fans, it's truly the most wonderful time of the year. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs, baby. The chase for Lord Stanley's Cup is on, and DraftKings, the official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all of sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by chaining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and much, much more. It's your shot at an even bigger payday. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, on with the show. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast, season two finale. Thank you to everyone for your times, listens, and downloads as we are going through game over for the Hershey Bears. And now it's time, hockey fans. As the Bears season is over, and I'm sure the ice is going to get scraped. God, that's a sad day whenever that happens. But now, everyone, it's time. It's time to look. Hold on. Hold on. It's time to look out to sea as we turn our boats and head out into the vast ocean of the offseason. It ain't much. It's not going to be much, but we're heading out there. So... What Bears are heading out the door? You know, thanks to uh, Brian John, a frequent listener of the show, um, provided a list on the Hershey Bears fan club of players that expiring Hershey contracts. And I could have gone to Cap Friendly for this, which is an unbelievable website to use. But this was a little bit easier just to see who was going to be coming in and out. So I'm going to be going down the list that he provided and, uh, you know, provide provide my own thoughts on whether they're going to come back. So everybody ready? No? Good. On we go. First off, Matt Molson. 
Oh boy, yeah. I want him to come back, but his entire body language is telling me otherwise. The way that he talked in interviews, uh, we might have heard Scott Allen use the term career ending at one point during some interviews. And um, I just don't see it. COVID and the pandemic robbed this man of two legitimate chances at a Calder Cup. He could come back. I could be completely wrong, which I have been known to be. But 39, just coming off a of back surgery. And he said the back surgery made his decision about next year much easier. Oh, man. If he goes, it'll be sad to see him go, and which means we're going to have to go vet hunting. Up next, Cody Franzen. Not a, not a bad year for the guy. Um, I'd have to say I think it's a 50-50 chance Cody Franzen comes back, primarily because this is the type of system that benefits him. The defense flows through the offense. And if he has a better squad in front of him, maybe he's able to get some more points. I think Franzen did step up as a nice A or alternate this season. And um, if we're going to have some defensive prospects come in or at least stick around, He's a good veteran presence, although Dylan Mickelrath could do that too. So I'd say it's 50-50 with Cody Franzen. Uh, Matt Molson, 25%. And maybe I'm being optimistic. Mason Morelli, the unsung hero of the season. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with Mason Morelli. I like his work. He, he did very good this year. He had a very career year. Yes, did good on a really bad team. If the Bears were 100% healthy, and if we are going into next year, is there really room for this guy? Is there? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. With the with, with everything that the Bears would, you know, who they all bring in, does Morelli really fit in with these plans? He had a nice 10-20 and 20 season. Real nice. Career year. You certain he's going to go out there and do that again? And it would depend on who's he going to get paired up with. Now with the fully healthy team maybe you pair him up with Gersich maybe but who knows who knows Morelli I think it's another 50-50 but he might have played his way into getting a deal next year up next Eddie big Eddie Whitko who just oh my gosh he just did nothing this year now that's because I think he was forced into a forward role which he can play but he does much better as a defenseman. And um, I think you could talk Eddie into staying if, if there is a spot for him on the defense. I do not know 100% how our defense you know, really looks or how much we're going to be able to get out of the defenseman next year. Sorry, out of the defenseman next year. So... There's just a lot of uncertainty with the decor, whether there is a place for him or not. I want Eddie to come back. I love him. He's a big boy. He's gonna throw. He's gonna throw hands. He's gonna play the body and and you know he has been a legit unsung leader. And I think he could do the the same thing that he did in more 2019-20 than what we're seeing now but just to to show like 
here, here's who we've got defensive-wise for next year. Here's who we got under contract, at least. Um, Vincent Orio, a prospect. Double A. Uh, Geyser. Geyser is an expiring. Mickelrath for another year and Bobby Nardella for another year. So that's four. So that is four. And one of them being a, uh, being a prospect as well. You could throw Dylan Mickelrath in there as well. So that is he. In, yeah, he's in there. So four, four coming back. I just I, I don't know if there's a place for Eddie. I really don't. What you want to know the forwards too? Okay, here's who all's returning next year. We could see Hendricks Lapierre next year. Cody Clark sticks around. Riley Sutter's around. Mike Scarbosa, Pilon, uh, Vecchione got re-signed, so he's there, and some. And some rookies, um, Henry Rybinski and Bogdan Treniev, though I think Treniev said he was going back overseas. I think I heard that with him. So, so anyway, uh, Damien Riat is not, not going to be playing. Uh, Brett Leeson is an expiring. Uh, let's see here. Big Beck is an expiring. Shane Gersich and Brian Pinhell are all expiring. I think Beck's going to get an extension. Beck's definitely going to get an ex- extension. They like out of him. So it's probably big, beefy Brett Leeson. No reason why he shouldn't stick around. Absolutely no reason. Gersich is a very curious case. This was a show-me year for Shane Gersich. And... What did they get out of him this year before his injury? The 25-year-old, uh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Come on, Cap Friendly, stop doing this. Racked up 14 and 20 this year. 14 goals, 20 assists before his injuries. Not bad. It, uh, having his best season overall. So um, we'll definitely see with Gersich. In his show-me year, he showed them but also got injured too. So we shall see what the Bears moving forward. Back to this list though. Jake Massey in ECHL signing. Bye. Sorry. Sorry, Jake. Sorry. We just don't have any room for you. I'm sorry. Sorry, Jake. You did what you were supposed to do, but <laughs> go on. Get out of here, you crazy kid. You get out of here. McCoy Urkamps. Bye. Get out of here. I, I know you were a former Penguin and a former Wheeling Nailer. I know. Good for you. But um, go on. Skedaddle. Go. Drake Rimshaw. Mm, bye. Yeah. I'm sorry. These guys who were brought in haven't... They were brought in for extraordinary circumstances. So sorry if I'm not feeling the best when it comes to some of these ECHL guys. I know I'm talking from afar. But, all right, just doing some work here on the computer as well to try and work through things here. Once I get into my new studio, this will work out a lot better. All right, Will Greiber. Who? Will Greiber. Who? South Carolina guy. Oh, right. Let's just put him off to the side a little bit. Let's just go. Jordan Subban. Oh, boy. That really didn't work out very well, now did it? I'd like, you know what? There's part of me that wants to see him stick around, you know, just to give him a fair shot here in Hershey. And unfortunately, some things said about him down there in the ECHL. So maybe, maybe. Yannick Turncoat, never got to see him, 
Oh, turncoat, not turncoat. <laughs> Silly me. Uh, Yannick, bye. Never got to see him. South Carolina the entire time. Bye. The uh, under contract rookies, Ethan Frank. Mmm. Ooh, this kid needs some seasoning. He's very raw, but he could be something. He could be. He's small, though. Like, I've seen how the kid, he is small. But he's fast, and he's skilled, but he's small. Give you a hint, kid. There's some whey protein powder in the corner. Go have fun. Kale Kessie. Ugh. Uh, let's just see how next year goes. Let's just see how next year goes. Maybe he can go back to doing what he did. Um, let's see. Julian Neperick. Oh, that's the one with the weird name that joined the roster near the end of the year. Not enough work to determine if he stays around or not. I, I need to see more out of him. Concerning goalies, as of right now, let's see here. Thank you, Cap Friendly, again. Concerning goalies, da, 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 Phoenix Copley. All three Capitals goaltenders are expiring? Mm-mm-mm. Interesting. Copley's an expiring. I do not know if he sticks around. He is 30. The Capitals, I think, see him as a backup at best. So, or as a third option at best. So what do you do? Loyalty and hope your time comes? Or do you go elsewhere? It wouldn't surprise me if Phoenix goes elsewhere. Would not surprise me. Zach Fucali sticking around with a two-year deal. Hunter Shepard, the kid that's been slowly waiting in the wings the past two years. This kid could be interesting. You really could be. He's had some decent work out of him, so uh, let's see how he goes. We'll try and pull up his stats here and see how the kid's been. Let's see here. Of course, he's jump time between the AHL and ECHL. With the Bears this year, nine games, 2.06 goals against average, and a 9.20 and, and save percentage. Not bad out of him. Not bad. I've, I've worked with better. Not many, but better. Thank you. I, I, this kid has potential. He really does. Some way futures pipeline. Garin Bjorkland. I have no idea who that is. Clay Stevenson. Clay. Is he an Earth Dragon? Anyway, for all of you who get that reference, I love you. Um, drafty signed. We'll see what he does. So that was sort of a bit of a rundown on what the Bears have or could have going into next year. This is all going to massively change over the summer. So, you know, guys are going to get healthy. Signings are going to be made. And before we go, before I close the book on this season, we have to talk about Scott Allen. Because I know a lot of Bears fans were very critical of him at the end of the year. Fans want him to be fired. And after letting the season be done, we get all the emotion out of our system and we take a step back, everyone. And we look at the entire body of work that Allen's done all year. You know what? Guy's earned himself a pass. He really has. An incredible amount of bad luck and BS was thrown his way. So no, Bears fan. I'm sorry. No. Allen is staying. Now, if he tanks next year, yeah, yeah, that's a, you, you can start bringing that up. But yeah, he had a really raw deal the entire second half of the season. 
April, I will pin a little bit on him. Because for a coach that is supposed to be defensively minded, wasn't a really good defensively team. Especially when you have, again, blowing third period leads. That's where your defense and goaltending come into play. So yeah, a bit of that was on him. But maybe that was just the team collapsing under so many circumstances. You know, the arms of Atlas were giving out. So, no. No, Bears fan. Scott Allen is not going to be fired, in my opinion, nor deserves it. All right? You all ran Troy Mann out of town when he was given a raw hand. So, no. No. It's not going to happen. Let's see what he's given with a full roster, a full offseason, to try and truly implement his system. Let's just see. Give him another year. And if things go pear-shaped, then I'll listen to a lot of you. But all this whining and crying that I heard near the end of the season. Oh, Doug Yinks would have signed us to forward. Why didn't the Capitals do anything? Well, first off, Uncle Dougie Moneybags ain't here anymore. All right? All right there, Veruca Salt? This is what I love about Bears social media fans sometimes, is how some of them turn into Veruca Salt from Really Wonka Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Daddy, I want a golden goose. Father, I want one of those. Father, our scoring is a bit pickish. Can you go get us a forward? Well, here's a fresh Ryan Patoli for all of you. Thank you, Father. Do-do-do-do-do. Father, we need goaltending. Well, here's Phoenix Copley there, son. Yay! I liked Phoenix Copley. Father, can you do something at the trade deadline, Father? And then in comes Brian Helmer, who's not going to do what you want, and says, well, Doug Yingst wouldn't have done that. My old daddy was better. We don't get to have anything. We have to have this stupid team around, and this team's not fun. Uncle Dougie would have gotten me a new toy. Stupid Marquise Vela. (laughs) The analogy got away from me, but you know what I mean. This is what people sounded like. This is what I'm. This is what you sounded like. And sorry, Doug Yinkst ain't coming back. The glory days of the 2000s ain't coming back. Sorry. And I'm going to try and hold off on ripping on on fans for all this, but the absolute whining and crying because Bears fans didn't get their own way was at times embarrassing. But getting back on track, let's just see what we get signed that's out there. Now, some of you may ask, well, who all's the big free agent out there? Well, Bears fans, what I'm going to tell you is this. I don't know. Because the Calder Cup playoffs are still going on. The Stanley Cup playoffs are still going on. The season is still going on. And we'll address those issues in the summertime. And speaking of which, that's it. That's going to be it for season two of the Gritton Barrett podcast. That'll do it. As this episode drops on May 16th, I am done. I'm taking a pause and a hiatus for my wedding and move. And I assure you, everyone, I'll be back. A new place to broadcast from, a new home, and a new phase of my life. But, but to do that, I had to put, I, I just don't have time to do this because I got things that really need my attention. So thank you, Bears fans. 
who listen to this and put up with me, and at times I put up with you too, who listened to this podcast and gave me your time. Thank you to Sage Alvarez for bringing me into his group and helping me triple the downloads that I've been getting and the Hockey Podcast Network for continuing to believe in me and let me put my nonsense out there. And I assure you, everyone, that that I have ideas and plans for this. For all of you who have read my blog posts on thehockeyhack.com, thank you very much. That will get better as I'll be able to devote more time into it during the summer. So what is going to happen during the Grit and Barrett summer, summer season? Well, that's a time when we're going to stretch our legs. We're going to talk more NHL. We're going to talk draft. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and bring Corey Schwartz back on. Always love having him on. And also, I want to start, you know, I want to get game over going for more regional teams, but also try to kick off a little mini series over the summer called Voices, where I am looking to get YouTubers and other voices around the hockey world to interview during the summer. Of course, friend of the podcast, urinating tree I'd want to bring back after the NHL season ends. Friend of the podcast, always look forward to hearing from him. Also, lined up, Lee from Elimination Cafe, who does his own We Live Hockey podcast and Facebook group. Really look forward to having him on to talk about Elimination Cafe and stuff that he kids. That, that he does, or our kids play hockey, I think is what he does. But anyway, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I look forward to bringing him on and whoever else wants to come on this show as well. I'll do other random topics as we hit the month without hockey, which is August. And with that, everyone, that's it. It's over. You're still here. Go outside. Go play. It's decent weather. There's baseball out there. There's parks out there. You know, go on. Go. And I'll see everyone. I'll see you all in June. And as Red Green once said, I implore this wisdom onto you. Keep your stick on the ice. Goodbye, everyone. Or should I say, goodbye for now. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears.